Hey, we're back. This is Jonathan Katz, the guy who likes to say, Hey, we're back. I don't get it either. Last time I was talking to you about a radio show I'd listened to as a kid, and then I was lucky enough to find a copy on eBay. And it's called The Worst Case Scenario. It's hosted by a guy named Tom Silver. And they're still talking about safety with Arthur Kepler, but this this time they're talking about safety at the beach. Sure not the first case. Nope. Won't be the last case. Okay. But you'll agree. I do. Might be the worst case. It is. The worst case scenario. Live from the Albion building in New York City, it's worst case scenario. And here's your host, Tom Silver. You grew up in uh, Brooklyn. A neighborhood not unlike this one, where I live now, but... Really? Was it? And it was close to the ocean. That's a whole other... The ocean is nature's own death trap. Oh. That's not a slogan, that's just the truth, my friend, because yeah. if you have a kid at the beach, and you take your eyes off this kid for a second, he could be snapped out of your life like that by some sicko pervert. Oh, that side of the beach. And then there's the undertow. Yeah. Which is equally deadly and not... Two very different kinds of... Do you remember any of the slogans? Uh, and if not, I'm no, not but, trying but, to put you on the No, but, but what I do remember is a kid who was in the arms who was about to be taken into a life of sex trade and off a horrific... From being at the beach. From being at the beach. He was actually in the arms of this guy and both of them were pulled away by the undertow. So he was spared the life of degradation and humiliation but it was also, his life was taken as a, as a very young boy, so, along with the guy. Very confusing story, that, in terms of... Uh, it's hard to draw a, a moral from that story. Yeah, so. how did I, uh, or a slogan. We must have some from... Have you written... I have a chapter on beach safety, but I haven't written, I haven't written that chapter. I just sort of uh, dedicated 25 pages to it. What does that mean? You know, in my outline, I've oh, a lot, a lot, well, you, I've left... Yeah, I've left room for 25 pages about safety at the beach because at the beach is another great American pastime. Hey, we're going to leave the 1940s behind and go all the way back to ancient Egypt where, through no fault of their own, Egyptians were creating what we now refer to as audio fossils. And joining us today is Israeli scientist Jonathan DeVore. Can you tell our listeners how you were drawn to this research? Well, I saw it being demonstrated in a museum. I believe this was a museum in Queens. In New York City. Queens, New York. I was just exploring, and I love science museums, so I came around and I saw this. I never saw this demonstration before, and what they had there was a pot, and they had a little laser shining on it. And the laser could very, very accurately, without causing any damage, very, very accurately measure a tiny little groove going around like a spiral. And the little squiggles could be then converted into sound, just like a radio player would do, just much more accurately. And can you give our listeners some sense of what year you're talking about just so they can play along? You know, we're talking 2,000 years ago. They were making pots by the hundreds. They had not quite an assembly line, but just about an assembly line. And the idea is maybe you'd have a machine that would make a groove, or at least something to, to just hold a stylus in place. As the Are you pot. suggesting that oral history may predate written history? Is that possible? Absolutely. In fact, it's just about guaranteed because a lot of these civilizations, you know, in Iraq, in Egypt, uh, Greece, you know, they, they started writing at different times 
but somehow their stories are all synchronized. Right. They have similar stories. The story of the uh, flood, Noah. Love it. That story can be found in Gilgamesh and in, in the Babylonian. So these recordings were, were essentially the gossip columnists of ancient Egypt. These stories were told over campfires and, and passed on from tribal chief to successors, from father to son, from mother to daughter, long before anybody knew how to write. So oral history, according to uh, Jonathan DeVore, predates written history by thousands of years. And, and if this is true, we have to rethink everything we assume about ancient history. So I decided to ask my listeners what sound it is that they would most like to hear if they could hear anything from the last 5,000 years. And uh, we, we got some interesting responses. The first call is from Sarah Silverman, who you might know as a comedian. I knew her when she was a speech pathologist in New Hampshire. Hi, this is Sarah Silverman, and I would like to hear the voices of heroes throughout history and icons throughout history whose voices we've never actually heard that might have sibilances. I feel like, especially at this time, it, it would be helpful to say, you know, Moses or... Leonardo da Vinci or somebody had like a real like sibilant S kind of in their voice. I just think that would be good. Bye. Next we're going to hear from Andy Kindler, another comedian, but the author of The History of Theater, which has been published in more than 400 fonts. Hi, my name is Andy Kindler, and what I would most like to hear is the sound of the show business executives during ancient Greece complaining to Euripides about the Greek tragedies, something along the lines of, do you have to call them tragedies, Euripides? I mean, I don't think people want to see a tragedy, do they? Here's an, an anonymous caller. A couple of uh, sounds I'd be interested in hearing would possibly be uh, Jesus' mother calling him to dinner when he was maybe like 13, 14, you know, sort of that age when he really doesn't want to be associated with his parents. And we're going to end this segment with a caller named Tom Leopold. Hi, John. Tom Leopold, a first-time caller, long-time fan. Such an interesting topic. This came to mind right away what I would like to hear, if we could hear sound fossils of our world's history. The Founding Fathers, without question, I'd love to hear them debate, primarily because I want to hear how much they sound like the cast from the original, air quotes, Broadway production of 1776. Uh, how much John Adams really sounded like William um, um, and Ken. Um, hmm. I'm losing a little bit of memory. But I saw that show 99 times. I was sick on the 100th performance. And that's what I would like to, to hear. Anyway, uh, I also wonder if uh, the original Founding Fathers was, would like the score from 1776. No hits, really, but melodically moved the story right along. Thank you so much uh, for listening. I love your show. Bye-bye. Hey, today we heard the voices of Tom Snyder, Katie Covet, Andy Kindler, Sarah Silverman, Tom Leopold, and Israeli scientist Jonathan DeVore. I'm Jonathan Katz. You've been listening to Hey, We're Back on WKATZ. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to share something my paternal grandfather said to me on his deathbed. Jonathan, promise me you'll never make more than 28 podcasts for free. And I did. So the next episode of Hey, We're Back will be animated. It'll be for sale somewhere in the World Wide Web, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm Jonathan Katz. Today's episode was 
produced by Katie Covent.